Holy Hour of Power, the month of June, month of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. I'm on duty. Terry, what about you, my friend? Yeah, see, I'm on duty, brother, and I'm pumped up today. After what happened over the weekend, I'm still getting calls from people about what 5,000 Catholics come out and pray in public at Dodger Stadium. Terry, and also there was about 1,500 Catholics uh, at Elysian Park, yep. uh, two blocks away. That's right. Uh, so there was about 6,500 <laughs> Catholics that descended upon Dodger Stadium, Terry. I love it. I love it. Well, that's what we're going to talk about at the end of the show. Dodgers suffer historic defeat after honoring anti-Catholic group. Also, I like heroes, Jesse. I don't know. When I was a child, I think this is something we got to go back to. It's not the saints are. There are heroes. The world needs backpack heroes who seek after beauty. We'll talk about that and tie that in. Also, lay people standing up, talking about the sacred heart of Jesus for the month of June. They're buying billboards all around the country to counter the homosexuals who say it's Gay Pride Month. No, it's the Sacred Heart of Jesus Month. Also, Jesse, just for good to know, think about this. Tens of thousands of children are alive today because a year ago on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Roe versus Wade was overturned. That's the powerful effect that, well, the people that President Trump picked, many Catholics, they got, they're responsible. Praise God, he, he picked them, and they decided to do the right thing. And when it was the Feast of the Sacred Heart, that happened. And then a year later, we're at Dodger Stadium. Thousands of 6,500 people praying in public. Prayers of reparation. Prayers of containment. This is, uh, I think there's a connection there, Jesse. And okay, I'm going to say it because I'm who I am, Jess. I want to see next year at the Sacred Heart Feast Day that our country outlaws sodomy laws. That's what I hope mm-hmm. to see next time. Amen, Terry. Uh, and it could happen because, you know why? Not only is natural law on our side, yeah. science and medicine are on of our course side. Of dying, man. <laughs> yes. And also the, the the big kahuna, divine revelation, is on our side. Mm-hmm. So they have no leg to stand on. Yep. Sodomy has to be outlawed. Terry, I just want to say it's not a good idea yeah. to insult or curse oh, the successor of the apostle. You got that right. There's a very agita- uh, there's a Protestant agitator who's very well known. He's been doing this for 40 years. The name's Ruben Israel. He's from Los Angeles, California. He's got a Protestant uh, group called uh, they call themselves uh, the uh, <clears throat> street preachers. And what he does, he goes out in front of Catholic churches, breaks breaks statues of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah, he's wicked man. Uh, uh, he goes, yeah, he agitates Muslims as well. He goes after homosexuals with crude signs and T-shirts and rhetoric. Uh, and so Reuben Israel and his group of uh, Protestant street preachers, they descended upon Dodger Stadium. There were about 50 of them. They took a little hill as thousands of Catholics were coming down to uh, Vince Scully Avenue, being led by Bishop Strickland. And uh, again, he was yelling derogatory names to the bishop and about Catholics and about Our Lady. Very interesting. Reuben Israel, this uh, Protestant uh, street preacher agitator, yeah, uh, died at five in the morning when he went home. Went home, probably took a shower, went to sleep, and, and died a few hours later. I'll tell you, it's not a good thing to curse a nope. successor of the apostle. The Bible is very clear. Genesis chapter 12, verse 3. God says, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. 
Uh, you, you, you also know, people have probably also heard Jesus Christ says at the last judgment, Matthew 12, 37, I tell you on the day of judgment, men will render an account for every careless word they utter. For by your words, you will be saved. By your words, you will be condemned. Reuben Israel, I hope he repented because he was cursing at the mother of God uh, June 16th, Friday night at Dodger Stadium with a bullhorn, cursing at the Catholic faith, cursing at a bishop. He dies a few hours later. Terry, everything that comes out of your mouth based on Matthew 12, 37, our Lord Jesus Christ, that will be the judgment. Uh, again, just like a lot of Protestants, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, they fall into this, uh, they fall into this, uh, uh, this error. St. Paul says, there are people holding to the form of religion, but denying the power thereof. Avoid such people. Reuben Israel, he held to a form of religion with a Bible in his hand, shouting Bible verses, but he denied the power of this religion started by Christ in the Eucharist, in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And I'll tell you something, you can't embark in a career of blasphemy against the Mother of God, the Holy Eucharist, and the Catholic Church. These are sins against the first commandment and expect to be saved. God have mercy on his soul. But I'll tell you one thing, St. Cyprian of Carthage said it well. Yeah. No one can have God as their father who does not have the church as their mother. Third century Catholic bishop and St. Athanasius, fourth century Catholic bishop said, this is the Catholic faith, which except the man believe truly and firmly, he cannot be saved. Yeah, just like, that, that's yeah, a powerful there, story, what yeah. you just said. And you know, Jesse, reminds me, we're, we're going to keep going because we got lots of time here. I just want to say St. Alphonsus Liguori in his book, The Glories of Mary, he was preaching a prayer, a, a priest retreat, and there was one priest who was living a double life. He was living with his girlfriend. And when he was listening to St. Alphonsus talk about celibacy, he said, oh, that's a bunch of baloney. That's silly. Come on, don't get me that baloney. And then he ridiculed the Blessed Mother. And St. Alphonsus told him, what he warned him. He said, he said, look, you're going down the wrong path, man. You need to repent. The guy walked out of the church of the priest retreat, and he died of a heart attack. And you can imagine how the other priests heard St. Alphonsus after that. They were like, wow, this is incredible. But Jesse, that doesn't happen every time. But you know what? It does happen. I've seen that many cases mm -hmm. where people are, are um, ridiculing God. I'll never forget the man that I saw one more story in a hospital bed. Uh, and I was with a veteran who was also dying. And this man, while I was praying with this Catholic man, he got so agitated that I was praying. He started damning God right there on the spot with his hand up in the air and was getting very upset at me praying with my friend. Because in the VA hospitals, there's like six beds to each room. And all of a sudden, Jesse, he's, he's cursing God, and he dies right there in front of me with his hand up in the air, wow. cursing God. Wow. And you don't know how that scared the you-know-what out of me. But these things happen. Yeah, yeah Terry. Uh, also, I remember the famous story of, of the one? rebellion of Korah that's in, in the book, in the Bible, Numbers, oh, chapter yeah, 16. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Good. Yeah, the, 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 Korah and hundreds of lay people— Yeah. They started usurping the authority of Moses. They started complaining to Moses, you're nobody special. We're just like you. We got the same authority that you have. And God was not happy with these, uh, these 250 men that, that challenged Moses' authority. Uh, and what did God do? God opened up the earth. Fire came from Incredible. the earth and swallowed these rebels and their families and all their possessions. Again, 
uh, it seems to me like if Reuben Israel, he suffered the fate of Korah's rebellion. I'll leave him up to a merciful God and a just God. I don't know what happened to him, but I hope, I hope he had a prick of conscience and repented for spending 40 years cursing at the Catholic Church, Our Lady, and the Holy Eucharist. I hope he had a moment of clarity and repented. And I'm going to ask God right now, have mercy on his soul. Amen. Jesse, let's get some soul food in because we got a short gospel, but boy, Matthew chapter it, it's seven. just going to talk Matthew. about what we experienced over the weekend with our with people who are against us. Go ahead, Jess. Matthew chapter four, 5, verse 43. Yeah. Jesus said to his disciples, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your enemy and hate your... And you should love, you your, shall love neighbor your neighbor, neighbor and, hate, and your hate your enemy. Yeah, thanks. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, yeah. that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. couple of things that I'll say. Love your enemies. What does love mean? The catechism says, love is to will and desire what's best for another person. Yep. So we loved the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That's right. We were praying for them, 6,500 Catholics. We were willing and desiring through prayer uh, uh, what's best for them, which is salvation. We also prayed for those who persecute you this okay. Friday, just like the Bible says. We yep. did that exactly. Yep. Uh, it says, he makes his sun rise on the good and the bad, causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. What does that mean? It means bad things happen to good people as well, and good things happen to bad people. Yep. God is constantly raining his grace upon people, trying to give us a prick of conscience and this illumination of minds like St. Saul of Tarsus so that we can come to Christ. And finally, it says... Uh, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's the goal. According to our state in life, we should try to reach perfection. And that's why we need purgatory. Because purgatory gives us the final graces of sanctification so that we can be perfected before we enter into the throne of God. Terry? Jesse, well said. I'm going to bring the smartest guy into the room really, really here and talk about what Bishop Sheen has to say. And all this is just fitting right into what we have been doing. It says... Is it not true to say the way I conduct my life is nobody's business but mine or it harms nobody else? Could you throw a stone in the sea without causing a ripple? No. Which would he affect even the most distant shores? How then can we think of our moral actions being devoid of social repercussions? That's, what, why, that's why we pray for people who fornicate, people who adultery, uh, same-sex so-called marriage, homosexuality. We have nothing against them. You know what we have? We have love in our heart to get them to heaven by our prayers. Hey, when we come back, Jess, talk about a beautiful soul. The world needs backpack heroes. What's that all about? Yeah, who seek after beauty. You haven't heard this story. It's a good one, folks. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We, we like to say we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess and myself, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. What a story you're going to give us, Jesse. This is inspirational. It's just what we need. Let's hear about it. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, uh, this is good. We, uh, 
We we people like heroes. That's why yeah, there's the yeah. cottage industry of Marvel, DC Comics, and Hollywood. Of course, always trying to find heroes. But this is a real hero. Yeah. This is not some Hollywood make believe hero. The world was stunned by the image of a deranged Syrian man who went on a stabbing spree, attacking small children at a park in France. I can only guess that he was Muslim. Okay. I don't think the article says, but no, but you can I, presume I, it. He's yeah, ninety-nine percent chance he was Come Muslim. <laughs> yeah, uh, who who followed a book called the Quran. Perhaps even more stunning and inspiring were the actions of a young man yeah. who stood in his way, armed with two backpacks <laughs> and his Catholic faith. Yep. The twenty-four-year-old hero was on a walking pilgrimage visiting visiting France's medieval cathedrals. Pondering what motivated the builders. While in the French Alpine town of Annecy, he, he, he chanced upon the horrific scene of this dastardly coward stabbing four toddlers, oh. all younger than three. Okay? Yeah. So much for being the religion of peace, right? Yeah. Uh, the devout Catholic pilgrim said his faith kicked in and a strong inner voice urged him to act. Good. That was, that's called the the Holy Spirit, that, that courage, that gift that we receive at, at at baptism and strengthen once again at confirmation, the gift of fortitude. Yep. He says without, without a doubt, he was guided by divine providence and the blessed Virgin. He says, I let myself be guided by providence and the Virgin Mary. I said, adieu. I guess that means yes in French. They would decide what would happen to me, he said, he reported. He then confronted the man, the, man, the Islamic stabber, who was stabbing a baby in a stroller. <laughs> By throwing one backpack at him and swinging at him with another, God bless you. his pursuit of the man-man was enough to confuse him and get him to leave the park where the, sooner, where the police soon arrived to apprehend him. Yeah, Terry, this... Uh, this is long hero, man. Yeah, this is Lamuteros should receive the death penalty. Yep. Seriously. Of course. You're, you're stabbing babies. Three year olds, a young. A, a, uh, think uh, about we've got grandchildren, yeah. Jess. And if somebody's see, th- that, that's why that's why the church has always allowed for the death penalty. Yes. And uh, you know, of, of course, in, in 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 our modernist church right now, uh, they're trying to do away with it. But prior to this papacy, it's always been just. Because of instances just like this, the 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 the, the hero the um, article says his calculated actions probably saved the lives of four toddlers. Oh yeah, the media dubbed the young man who asked that his last name was not be revealed as Henry the Backpack Hero. A very humble man, I might add. Yes, there's a lesson in this episode of postmodern madness that goes beyond the impressive heroics and lives saved. The lesson revolves around two ways of life. The two central figures of this could not be more different. Yeah. On the one hand, there was a divorced Syrian who was granted asylum in Sweden a decade ago and has since lived a chaotic life without purpose. During the attack, he, the Syrian terrorist was incoherent, raving in several languages and seeking children to kill. He reflects the extreme manifestation of life where nothing has meaning 
and the individual puts himself at the center. He does not care about others or even himself on his path to nihilism. Now, Henry, on the other hand, the backpack hero, exhibits that selflessness in which a person is disposed to make the supreme sacrifice for that greater love of a man for his neighbor. He's a pilgrim of the good, true, and beautiful, and finds in these transcendentals the inspirations for his actions. Above all, he's a young and enthused with the truths of his Catholic faith. Terry, you want to pick it up? You bet. He said, the lessons have practical applications in the present time, big time. So many Catholics ask, what is needed to inspire youth to think beyond themselves, launch themselves into a fight for the culture, and enthusiastically embrace their Catholic faith? Pro-life movement is a good example. Get young people involved in defending life, and they, they will fight for the rest of their lives. So what is needed is not books and literature, helpful though they might be, Above all, inspiration cannot come from imitating today's, can come from imitating today's uh, decadent and irrational postmodern world. All too often, Christian youth programs tend to emphasize trendy techniques. You know, let's go have pizza, have some fun and games. Yeah, let's play some horrible music. No, to make matters worse, these insipid programs do not require effort and deep thinking or sacrifices. That's naming the last 50 years of catechesis. That's exactly why people don't know their faith. And then they generally fail. They fail because they do not attract the back-packing Henrys of the world. Uh, These dreary proposals attract instead the weak, the sentimental souls who want to feel good about the faith. But feelings have nothing to do with it when asked to make a sacrifice. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. I'll th- one more section, and Jess, I'll turn it. Thus, people get it all wrong when they think weak sentiments and endless fun and games and inspire the youth. That's all nope. about me, myself, and I. Nope. The vigor of youth is made for high ideals, notably challenges, sublime beauty, for which they can give themselves with their youthful enthusiasm to be challenged with efforts of sacrifice. Sacrifice is the language of love. Continue, Jess. Right. Henry, the backpack Catholic hero, (laughs) is a perfect example of this truth. He was a pilgrim traveling through France, Mm -hmm. visiting medieval cathedrals, admiring their beauty, extreme beauty, and pondering the sad state of the Catholic faith today. He's a lover of the traditional Latin mass. Beauty stirs the soul and awakens enthusiasm, admiration, and self-sacrifice. From that enthusiasm sprang the heroism that shone so brilliantly during the incident in the park. Henry, the backpack hero, could not, could not say no to this call of chivalry to defend the weak and helpless. He had no doubt about what inspired his action. He said this, quote, Henry, the backpack hero, mm-hmm. when I went into action in the playground, it was the grandeur of the cathedrals that had wow. nourished me mm. and was pushing me forward. Wow. See, the difference between Henry, the backpack hero, yeah. and this Syrian Muslim yeah. was that Henry knew the meaning and purpose of life exactly. was to know, love, and serve God in this lifetime and to spend all eternity in the next. Now, this t- Muslim terrorist, he was probably probably not even embracing Islam at this point. He was probably, like the article says, 
a nihilist. Yeah. What does that mean? That's a secular humanist. That's a person that says their life has no meaning. My 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 existence has no meaning. Uh, life is useless. There's no right or wrong. There's no objective reality. He was probably a nihilist because <laughs> going over to secular France, he probably even lost his Islamic faith. I'm just I'm just guessing. The article ends by saying. The quest for the sublime is part of human nature and especially youth. Post-modernity deconstructs these high ideals and ending narratives. It reduces everything to the low horizons of selfishness and pleasure. Yep. Those who seek to inspire young people need not seek out complicated and expensive programs. They must present the path to God through extreme good, truth, and beauty. From this firm foundation will come the heroics and spirit of sacrifice needed to fight the culture and embrace the faith. It was that same quest for extreme beauty that awakened the daring of medieval architects to build their monument of glories to God. Indeed, the quest for the sublime is never sated. When French President Emmanuel Macron asked the young Henry what he desired, he immediately asked if he might be invited to the, re to, to the reopening of the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris next year wow. as it, it reemerges from the devastating 2019 fire. The French leader promised to take care of it personally. The world needs more backpack heroes who seek beauty and love God and their neighbor. Hey, Jesse, these are the lives of the saints that we've had for 2,000 years laying their life down for the faith. No greater love than to lay down your life, as our Lord says in the gospel. And I think that we have our own saints of the church today, and we need to emulate them. And I think that young people, as I said it's in the article, they're going to be inspired when they see uh, holy priests, when they see holy bishops. I know that uh, this is inspiring me as an old man, but when I was young, Jesse, <clears throat> one of the people who inspired me was Archbishop Fulton Sheen because he taught me the meaning and purpose of life. And then I read the lives of the saints when I was a teenager, St. Maximilian Colby, <clears throat> all the different, St. Ignatius of Loyola, all these saints I read, they had one focus in life, get to heaven. And to bring as many souls as possible to with them. And I think that we've, we've taken our eyes off the target because what's happening is we're talking too much about recycling. I, I'm, gonna throw, I'm not going to throw this bottle in the trash. I'll get it recycled. But you know what? That's not what I, my purpose is. I think that we have to get refocused again in the church on Christ and him crucified. Terry, and I'll tell you, what young people are looking for, they're looking for beauty. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of young people and young families are going to reverent parishes. Either That's where the parishes growth is with, coming, Jess. That's yeah, where the growth with, is. Yeah, with, with, with reverent yeah. novice oral mass, yep. mass, masses or the, uh, the, the Anglican ordinary yep. or the Latin mass. Right. Young people don't want the goofy life teen spirituality. That's done. That's over. Not it was tried. It was tried and failed. it failed. And I'm telling you, young people don't also want the charismatic renewal. You go around the country, the charismatic renewal conferences are virtually dead in the water. Everybody's bald and has white hair and they've got a cane. Yep. Young people are not, they don't want that. They don't want that, you know, uh, tap your toes, pop your fingers, bob your head and sing Protestant music. They want tradition. They want silence. They want reverence. And uh, I'm telling you, Terry, 
these young people are going to bring the traditions of the church back. And Jesse, just to give you facts on that, what you're saying, I'm going to back it up with this hard facts. By the time a young person today in the church becomes 23, 87% of those Catholic young people are not practicing their faith. So this is why orthodoxy reproduces and heterodoxy, which is liberalism, doesn't reproduce. And I believe that if you look in, this, in, in the country of France, over 50%, are you ready for this, of, the, of, of uh, masses are the traditional Latin mass now because no one is going to mass on the other side. And this is just indicative of why we here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio say, get back to the deposit of faith. Don't give me your personal opinion. I want to know what the church has always taught. And it's reassuring for young people to know that what they're learning today, Jesse, 500 years, 1,000 years from now, is true then. And this is why we wanted to give this young man as an example for our church today. That's it. We're going to be talking about billboards yep. proclaim June belongs to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It doesn't belong to Pride Month. That's fake news. We'll be right back. <laughs> you got it. Stay with us on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. If you want to make a little donation to us, you can go to vmpr.org and keep the lights on. May God bless you. We'll be right back. Most sacred heart of Jesus, I place my trust in you. Amen. There's billboards around the country proclaiming June belongs to the sacred heart of Jesus, which it does because when Jesus Christ died for our sins on the cross, guess what? Yep. That event caused that every square inch on planet Earth belongs to him. That's how it works. It was bought by his blood. That's what the book of Acts chapter 20 says. Yep. Every single square inch on planet Earth belongs to Jesus. Yes, and that includes Dodger Stadium. That includes the United States of America. Amen. So the desire to honor the sacred heart of Jesus began last June as Ruby Galatolo was going to the grocery store in Ocala, Florida. She saw a billboard aggressively promoting Pride Month, which shocked and saddened her. Mm. The incident inspired her to think about ways to send the true message that June could never be Pride Month, but belongs to the sacred heart of yeah. Jesus. The idea of doing something remained in her mind and prayers for the next 10 months. In early April, she was ready to formulate plans. The idea was to put a billboard in the same place as the one that triggered her reaction. However, the obstacles seemed formidable for one who had never ordered a billboard. <laughs> it took some improvising to start the process and, and much trust in the Sacred Heart to do the rest. Her efforts were well rewarded beyond her wildest dreams. In this case, the first was to call the billboard company that appeared at the location by the grocery store and leave a message. The company returned the call and asked for details. The representative emailed the quote within minutes. Once the location was secured, it was time to design the billboard with a picture and a message. She chose a picture portraying both the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The wording was simple. The month of June is devoted to the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ is king. With the essential information at hand, she started the process of finding the funds to order the billboard. 
The next steps were the most impressive parts of the effort. It showed that many people were shocked and saddened by the Pride Month offensive that fills the public square in June. So many feel that the LGBTQ message is stuffed down their throats. People are looking for ways to make a statement by honoring the Sacred Heart of Jesus as the rightful patron of June. With confidence in the Sacred Heart, the determined devotee sent out emails to a wide variety of friends explaining the idea and why people needed to see a public proclamation of June as the month of the Sacred Heart. The hope was that help and pledges would be enough to buy a single billboard. To her surprise, she started getting responses Mm -hmm. with sizable pledges within minutes. She was soon bombarded with emails and texts. The effort went viral for several days as more and more pledges arrived from friends, relative, friends of friends, and concerned Catholics. The project attracted the, the attention of people from as far away as Canada. I love it. Others asked for advice on how to arrange billboards in their area. An important part of the effort was keeping the careful notes of the pledges, emailing updates, and confirming the arrival of the funds. When all was over, Mrs. Galatolo had the means to buy not one billboard, but three. God bless you. Some in very busy locations. News of the success prompted others to follow suit. Soon, devotees to the Sacred Heart were erecting billboards in Miami, Chicago, Los Angeles, Milwaukee, Arizona, and other places. <laughs> the single billboard suddenly flowered into dozens. So the question is, are you interested in helping with billboards? Perhaps you can do the same thing by following the directions of this uh, this pious soul, uh, Mrs. Galatolo. And uh, and we can spread the, direct, the, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary in our states and our cities as well. Terry. It's inspirational, Jesse, and I think these are the kinds of things lay people can do and they need to do to bring back the presence of God in the culture. And, you know, you think, oh, well, someone else will do it. No, it's a similar thing that we did here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. Same idea. Lay people, churches for sale. Uh, there's tons of, tons of churches that are up for sale right now that are Catholic that are going into the hands of Islam, Protestant churches. And I'm going to encourage people. I did a half-hour show with John Henry West, and it'll be airing in a week on LifeSite to show you how you can save these beautiful edifices that were made for the worship of God and keep them in the church by lay people getting involved. So this this whole thing about the billboards, it's the same principle. What people need to do for next June is, in advance, talk to your billboard companies. Usually there's a phone number on the bottom of them. I've, I've bought many billboards for mm-hmm. right on the Interstate 10. As a matter of fact, Jess, I'll tell you an interesting story. Again... Remember when we had the bookstore on on Garvey Avenue? That's what I was going to tell you. Okay, 270,000 cars drive by our bookstore every day. Well, they offered us to put a billboard in our back parking lot that would overlook the freeway, and we would get about $3,000 a month just on revenue. There's one problem, though, Jess. We said, hey, we don't want to be promoting Planned Parenthood or pornography. We put it in that we have stipulations that they have to have our approval or, or we're not going to do it. You know what they told me? Go pound sand. We're not going to deal with you. They went down wow. the street and did Joe Secular. But you know what, Jess? I don't think I'm going to forget that at my exit interview. You know why? Because I don't want to participate in promoting any of that stuff. And so we said, no, but 
Again, what's the moral of the story? We've got to get involved. Think about how few homosexual people are really are out there in their revenue stream to go out and put these billboards. And then we think about all the Christian Catholics that have the funds that can actually respond in a bigger way. And I really think that's what we need to do is pull our funds together and start buying these uh, billboards and putting a, a, a Catholic message on it. And I think that uh, we could overwhelm them with the presence of God. But we can't just sit back and wait for someone else to do it. Terry, and, all, and, uh, and Catholics are getting into the game. I'll tell you why. Oh. Like out here, out here in Arizona, yeah. John Yeb did the same thing. Catholics for Catholics. He Good. he he bought he he purchased about eight to twelve billboards. He also did it during uh, the, the Trump uh, when Trump was running for president. Yeah, uh, uh, he did it also for uh, the 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 month of June, Sacred Heart of Jesus. Good. Uh, and and also Catholic vote. Got to give them some love. Absolutely. Catholic vote. They purchased a dozen billboards out in Southern California. I they've saw also them. done they've also done it around the country. Yep. And so this is a powerful way yep. to get our message out there because a lot of people have to drive the freeway, have to drive, you know, certain intersections right. and 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 uh, some some of the main veins of some of the major cities. And this is a very uh I mean it costs money, but Catholics Catholics will pony up the money. If, if there's a leader behind this, right. like John Yep, Brian yep. Birch, Terry Barber, sure. Catholics will pony up the money because Catholics are saying, I disagree with what they're saying, and our exactly. message needs to be put out there. So, uh, again, this is this is what Vatican II called the late Catholic to do, Terry. This is called sanctifying the temporal That's order. This it. is called lay Catholics stepping into the breach. This is called lay Catholics going into the public square. And this is just... Part of the weapons that we have to use from this point into the future, billboards. This is why the Dodger rally was also successful. That's where I was just going to go, Jess. Talk about yeah. how that, how those lay people were empowered by going there. You know what they're asking me right now, Jesse? When, when, when's our next uh, prayer vigil? Uh, let me know because I want to be there. I want to bring some of my cousins. See, this is going to grow. Why? Oh, yeah. Because this yeah. empowered yeah. them to say, we can take our faith out onto the streets. Yes. We need more of that. Yeah, Terry. Uh, this this says. And I'll tell you, uh, the devil has has overplayed his hand. And what do I mean by that? So I'm thinking, what would unify Catholics? Because, again, the the devil is a master of division, even within the Catholic Church. But I'll tell you what's unifying Catholics is when when they've crossed the line, they're now attacking our Lord Jesus Christ in public, our lady in public. Yeah. Holy Catholic consecrated nuns. Now, Terry, they've crossed the line. They're not only saying we, hey, we know we're we're proud, we're, we're gay, we're proud, and you know, they're they're way beyond that. That's now right. they're pushing it down our throat and saying, you better accept our lifestyle and, and not speak out against it. And in fact, we're going to we're going to mock your religion with our lifestyle. That Terry is going to galvanize and unify Catholics across the country. That unified seven apostolates. I got people calling me up still, more and more people. Yeah. Father Hallman, Doug Berry, Lepanto Institute. Uh, I can name some more. I don't want it. They're calling me up. They're saying, we want to be part of this coalition of they do. to fight the sisters of perpetual indulgence and the temple of Satan anywhere they rear their ugly head. We know that if Terry Barber and you, Jesse, and John Yep are part of this, yep. we're in. We're all in. All they need is, is somebody to say, you know what? 
We're going to organize this because we have now, Terry, the power, right. the prayer power and, and, and the apostolates that have large footprints on their own to help us get the people out there and mobilize. And not, I'm telling you, this is a new day for late Catholics, Terry. And not only that, Jesse, we have all the cloisters in America praying oh, for us. That's our, they've got our backs covered, bro, when it comes to power of prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. They're there praying and praying for our success of evangelizing the world. It's a good one-two punch, brother. Yeah, so uh, again, people are asking, yeah. uh, the devil has fed us two softballs. The devil has raised up two organizations, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who are Satanist. Yeah. Okay? A lot of them dress, they have devil's horns. On, on on their costumes, they look like demon clowns. Just look at the movie Batman with the Joker. They look like the Joker. They look like demon clowns. Uh, they 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 anybody who mocks Jesus Christ or in Our Lady, they're beyond a nihilist, Terry. Yep. That's demonic. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are demonic. The Temple of Satan, they're demonic. The Temple of Satan's leader has went out publicly and said. All of our members in the Temple of Satan across the country, they got, you know, thousands of satanic members across. He goes, all of our members are transgender. Terry, the transgender movement and the Satanists are one and the same. And their political backing is the Democrat Party. And guess what? Virgin Most Powerful Radio and Catholics for Catholics are locking arms. And we're saying no more. There's going to be a public response everywhere. Yep, that's what we got to do. Stand up for Jesus moment. This is the Catholic moment, and it happened on the feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, man. Wow! Hey, stay with us. We're going to talk about the Dodgers suffering a historic defeat after honoring an anti-Catholic group. Well said there. We'll talk more about that when we come back on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Here's a small report from uh, Catholic Vote. An article says, Dodgers suffer historic defeat after honoring anti-Catholic group. Amid national backlash for honoring the anti-Catholic hate group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers lost badly in the game that followed their controversial move. Uh, just again, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, they're not Catholic nuns. They're homosexual men from San Francisco. The San Francisco Giants routed the slumping L.A. Dodgers 15-0 on Saturday night for their season-high six straight win. Mm -hmm. ESPN reported it was the Giants' largest margin of victory over their National League West rivals since a 19-3 win on September 14, 2013. It also matches the worst home shutout in loss in, in Dodgers history, which came in 1898 against, the Pix, against Pittsburgh when the team was based in Brooklyn. The Dodgers' Friday loss came hours after they conferred a community award to these homosexual men, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. You want to pick it up from there, Terry? Uh, just, yeah, Jesse, the Dodgers have indicated that they're going to grant this award, yes, and they did it. We were, we were there that night praying as it happened, and I will say this, that the United States Catholic uh, Bishops Conference called on America's Catholics to pray in reparation for the blasphemies like these that were performed by this. Now, on Friday, that's us, Jess, uh, the crowd, a massive crowd, processed with the relic of St. John Paul II outside Dodger Stadium. Well, that was with Bishop Joseph Strickland uh, from Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We had him there. 
And um, his uh, his comments to the people, Jesse, I'm just going to by- bypass it. He, he said to the massive crowd, he said, brothers and sisters, we cannot be shy about our faith. He said to the cheering crowd, urging Catholics to be strong enough to speak for what you believe. The East Texas bishop invoked the early Christian martyr like St. Irenaeus of Antioch, who was ready to be martyred for Jesus Christ, like most of the apostles. He said, I often say, and he says this on a radio show on Virgin Most Powerful all the time, we need to be first century Christians again in the 21st century. Uh, He said, probably most of us will not be called on to shed our blood, but if we are, we need to be ready like the martyrs, he added. But more importantly, we need to live our martyrdom. We need to live as though ready to die, ready to live for the blood that was shed for us all. See, Jesse, that inspirational talk by Strickland is on our website. It's on our full Sheen Ahead mm-hmm. uh, YouTube channel. And much of what went on on Friday was very inspirational. Uh, Jesse, I think Tommy Valentine, the director of Catholic Accountability Project, he also spoke at the rally. You introduced him. He had a good speech. Yeah, tell him, tell, give a little bit apart what he had to say to the crowd. He says, everything we do is to represent you and your voice, the faithful yep. Catholics and the yep. pews who care about our country and our culture. Mm-hmm. You have more powerful than you, you have more power than you think. Exactly. And then he said, what we're doing out here is just a beautiful, prayerful witness, which makes an incredible contrast to the bigotry and sacrilege on display inside. <laughs> then he thanked some of the organizers for, for, for organizing the rally. I'll tell you who the organizers were. So you guys are going to hear it from me. <laughs> My brother Johnny, Absolutely. he was on yesterday with us. David and his wife, yep. and uh, Laura Chavez. Uh, after Holy Mass, uh, they attend Saint Didicus Catholic Church in Silmar. Their pastor's father, Robert Guerin. A, a, he was a, there a, too, Jess. Yeah, a great priest, a holy priest, friend of the show. Yep. After Mass, they went out to breakfast, and they said, "Did you hear about what the Dodgers are going to do?" I guess the. Uh, they have they have some inside contacts to the to the Dodgers organization, and so they they talked over breakfast that the, and this is before anybody knew it wasn't it wasn't out yet, and they said we've got to do something. So these five lay Catholics after Holy Mass, you know, eating breakfast, they said we. So they started organizing. They, they met for a few, two or three days, and you know maybe we'll make some billboards out of cartons and and uh, we'll maybe uh, who, uh we'll uh, put out a, a press release, uh, send it to the diocese. So they're thinking thinking. Then Johnny, they said, "Why don't you just call your brother?" Yeah, that's a good your, idea. Your, your brother's kind. Your brother's pretty <laughs> connected. connected. Yeah, and 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 he can probably help us. Now, don't get me wrong. We need foot soldiers, and none of us. I'm not on the out there in the oh. ground either. Is Johnny Epp or Terry Barber oh. right there in at Dodgers proper? We've got a. But they said, "Let me call." So when they said that, and they ran it by me, I said, "Okay, I know who I'm going to pull in. I got to pull in the big guns." That's when I called up Terry, my buddy here, and and John Yep. Yeah. I said, "These two guys have been organizing events for years. They know how to do it." So I brought them in. Now we started having these Zoom calls on our phone, and uh, that's how this was born. It was born because we we the the, the principle of subsidiarity. Yep. It was Johnny, David, his wife, and Laura. They were down there doing the the permits, meeting with the with the police department, uh, meeting with Department of, of, of Works. They were doing all the legwork that had to be done at Dodger Stadium, uh, where we could park. But then it was Terry Barber and John Yep that put their collective minds together because of their 
their experience on organizing big events, and this is how it happened. Now, I was kind of on the sidelines calling people up, calling this apostolate. Are you in? Yeah, we're in. Calling that apostolate. Can you? Yeah, we're in. Getting their advertising power. What can you do? Okay, we can make signs. We can put billboards. We'll send cars around with neon signs. So everybody, Terry, that I ended up calling, they said, yes, we're in. And you know why they said we're in? I'll be honest with you, Terry. Because they like us personally. We have a personal relationship with them. We don't get into the weeds about this guy's the jerk, this guy's this, this guy's that. This. Nope. No, Terry and me stay out of that. We try to work with anybody who can say the Nicene Creed and mean it and try to live in a state of grace. We all understand that we're broken, man. We got our quirks. We got our defects, imperfections, our concupiscence. Yeah. I get that. But Terry and me, you know what? We're not going to allow Satan to divide Whoa. us. Right? This is a moment right now. United, united, we stand divided, we fall. So Terry, my and John Yep, we're going to do what we can to unite Catholic apostolates yes. so that we can be a counterforce, Terry. Anytime the, the sisters of perpetual indulgence per, do these public displays of anti-Catholicism and the temple of Satan, yep. when they do these public just we got, Terry, now we got an organized oh, yeah. response against these enemies of God. And you know what, Jesse, the equipment we purchased this time will be used anywhere in the country for all these apostolates. When we realize we're much more powerful when we're united rather than independent, this is uh, what we found. And I just want to publicly thank all of those who came to that rally, all of the apostolates that supported the promoting this prayerful vigil of reparation, because we couldn't have done it without you. And I just want to say that, Jesse, uh, the Dodgers got the message. Uh, it's really clear that they understand. And, you know... <clears throat> There's only one other ballpark. It's in the, the, the Texas Rangers. They tried doing this, and the public said no. See, and so I want to suggest <laughs> all the other people that watch, listening to us around the country, mention, try, start stink, making a stink about it at your whether you're in Oakland, uh, San Francisco, wherever, because the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I think that we've been far too quiet over the last 50 years. As a matter of fact, Jesse, I think what's happened is our fires have gone out, and this event is going to light the fire and make this the Catholic moment because I think uh, with devotion to the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart that are celebrated right after each other, this is what we can do to bring back the presence of God in a culture that acts like God doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm telling you, Terry, we are we are tired as these several Catholic yes. apostolates, starting with Virgin Most Powerful and Catholic Vote. Yes. We're gonna be bring just we're gonna bring Jesus Christ back into the public square. This country needs Jesus and we're not Amen. gonna stay, we're not gonna stay at home and just hide and say, Oh yeah, we need Jesus. No. We need to be out there in public and you know what? This is a lay run effort. And so I, I'm glad that the bishops are praying for us. They're doing yeah. holy hours, the mass. Yeah. I, I'm glad about that. But this needs to be run by lay people, Terry. And, uh, and we got the organizational uh, experience to do so. I got to say this. I thank the bishops for our, our Archbishop Gomez here in Los Angeles going to have that special mass. I'm convinced he wouldn't have had that mass and he wouldn't have said it if we didn't push. <laughs> no, I'm serious, Jesse. And that's how it works. Because I'll tell you what, most of the bishops are frightened. There's only one bishop that I know. There's a handful of them that aren't frightened. But there's one that came all the way from East Texas to pray with us. That's Bishop Joseph Strickland. He's fearless, Jess. And we need more bishops like that because what happens is when you become fearful, whether it's the um, COVID or uh, lawsuits or, you know, uh, fear of uh, making people angry at you, 
you do nothing. And this is what we lay people, I think, are going to inspire more bishops to stand up and say, wow, look at those peak Catholics. Look at those people in Los Angeles. They went out and prayed right in public. public. What was I doing? Oh, uh, uh, I was busy watching the game or whatever. See, my point to you is it should inspire bishops, priests, all the people in the church to stand up for Jesus and not be frightened because I really believe many people who talked to me that didn't want to go said, oh, I, I couldn't do that in public. I, I have my religion. It's private. Well, you know what? That's not the way the gospel is all about. The gospel was supposed to be proclaimed to every inch of planet Earth. Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Terry's pretty simple. The sin of Adam and Eve yeah. and, the, and our human sin, yes, yes. it was done in public. That's right. And so that's why the Son of God, he allowed himself to be crucified right. in public. Why? Because the public sin of Adam and Eve and the public sin of the human race required public reparation. There you go. That's what the Son of God did. He didn't go hide in a cave and say, okay, I'm going to die for the sins of the world in a cave. I'm going to die for the sins of the world at my mom and dad's house in Nazareth. I'm going to die for the sins of the world, you know, hiding here in a carpenter's shed. Right. No, he died in public. Good point. Why? Because public sin requires public, public reparation. And Jesus Christ is the perfect example of that. And Jess, guess who's coming on after us here at the Terry and Jesse show? <laughs> bishop Joseph Strickland. Yes. I wanted to mention America, something. America's bishop. America's bishop. Jesse, I just have to say something. <laughs> For those people who missed his show, Eight Modern oh, Errors, gosh. Every Catholic Should Know and Avoid, 50,000 YouTube watchers saw that show. That could fill Dodger Stadium wow. in four days. Wow. This is a, this bishop he's come. He's like really, really popular. Another thing, Jesse, we had a Jewish rabbi who was supporting us as Catholics saying, hey, after they come for you, they're going to come for us Jews. So he spoke at our conference. And listen to this. He got 2 million views of the video that he put on his webs and his social media, and it went viral. Jesse, do you know how many more thousands of YouTube watchers we now have well, on Virgin we'll have, Most Powerful? We'll, we'll have to probably invite him to our next rally. Terry. Yes. <laughs> hey, I would invite him to do a show with us on what we have in common. There you, there you go. Yeah. There you hey, go. Jess. Yeah, that would be good, Terry. Because yeah, well, you, know, you know I'm going to push back nicely. You know that. Of course. So am I. But you know what? That's called <laughs> dialogue, baby, in a good way. Yeah. And he's yeah. a good man. He doesn't yeah. know about Jesus Christ. Well, we'll share Jesus Christ with him. Hey, Jess, what state should we be living in, brother? State of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. And remember, flee this corrupt generation. Make your houses domestic churches and uh, and uh, live in a state of grace. Terry. Remember, Our Lady of Fatima said it. We implemented it on Friday at Dodger Stadium. Souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. You hit the streets with your rosary. Yep. We made sacrifices for the conversion of sinners. Yep. I don't care if you're four years old or 104, we can all do that because we reunite our sufferings with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. You're participating in Calvary when you are united with Jesus. Thanks again for joining us here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Up next, yes, America's Bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back.